here, everyone, and welcome to another Navigator podcast where we look back on the last quarterly update cycle. Once again, I'm joined by my colleague Naomi Annabel from the Navigator team and John Paul Zamet of the Cross Border Unit. Hello, both of you. Hello. Hello. I should first point out that subscribers should have seen our very recent alerts, which cover the new changes for the start of 2022 and which will feature in a lot of this episode. So we're getting an enhanced version of the podcast. Indeed we are. Start as we mean to go on and subscribers will have also seen the Christmas message offering a 25% discount on any one-off upgrading throughout January, as well as the plans to digitalise the Navigator content over the coming year. I'm sure that will be of real interest to a great many users and one of my great interests, reverse solicitation and licensing, is a key topic for lots of our clients as well. Tell us what's happened recently on that front. Well, quite a lot, JP. We saw in Cyprus some further clarity around what is or isn't own exclusive initiative for MIFID activities and that the Dutch regulator generally applies its own initiative test to determine what constitutes an unsolicited approach for non-EEA firms providing investment services, which council believe aligns with ESMA's own exclusive initiative guidance. There was also some fund-specific movement for reverse in Netherlands, where it's been stated that AFIMs may in fact respond to unsolicited requests from retail and not just professional investors from both a licensing and marketing perspective. But it wasn't just Europe where we saw developments for reverse. That's right. Council had had discussions with the local regulator in the Bahamas and as a result clarified the position that an approach made by a potential client on an unsolicited and specific basis will in fact likely avoid triggering the licensing requirement. Whereas this was previously case for some banking and lending activities, this now extends across all services. And on the team of licensing more generally, have we seen changes in any exemptions regimes? Well, in Singapore, there was quite a big development on the 9th of October 2021, where the so-called paragraph 9, which is for marketing and sale of financial products, and paragraph 11 for investment advice, licensing exemptions will no longer be granted for foreign-related corporations of a locally licensed intermediary. Instead, there's a new cross-border exemption that has taken their place, allowing a foreign-related corporation and a foreign office of certain local intermediaries to conduct regulated activities. So nothing lost in terms of overall licensing exemptions? No, not really. And in fact, this new cross-border exemption just requires a notification to the regulator within a fortnight of the relevant activity commencing, as opposed to the previous pre-approval requirement. And inside Europe, any licensing changes? Well, we saw the temporary permissions regime expire in Sweden on the 31st of December 2021, but a new legal exemption became effective on the 1st of Jan 2022, which allows any non-EEA entities, so not just the UK, exclusively conducting investment services in Sweden by trading on own accounts on Swedish trading venues via direct electronic access, to do so without requiring licensing subject to certain carve-outs. 
I know there was another 1st of January change, this time in Portugal, with the introduction of a general financial promotion restriction, whereby the advertising offer, provision, marketing or distribution of financial products, assets or services can only be made by authorised persons. This comprises locally regulated entities as well as EU passported firms. However, third country firms are excluded unless reverse solicitation applies. So a development a bit like we already have in the UK with the FinPROM regime. Um, we'd also flagged an enhanced national prospectus exemption in Portugal once the securities code becomes effective. We've since learned that this will happen on the 30th of January this year. So the bespoke figure will rise to 8 million euros up from the current 5 million. That's useful to know. And Naomi, was there anything particular for derivatives that just occurred at the start of this year? Yes, in the Netherlands, the use of derivatives by healthcare institutions has been significantly restricted and a revised matrix has been uploaded. And prior to that, we had the Dutch product intervention measures which permanently restricted the marketing, distribution and sale of turbos to retail clients in the Netherlands, the first one we've seen on turbos in particular. And that's interesting because until now, we'd largely just seen prohibitions on binary options throughout Europe, as well as restrictions on CFDs. Now, on to forthcoming changes. Has anything that was put on the radar at Christmas changed in the meantime? Yes, we flagged a new capital markets law being adopted imminently in Serbia. This happened just before Christmas, but its provisions won't actually take effect until 2023. We'll therefore continue to track this one and assess impacts throughout this year. Otherwise, it's largely the same picture that was presented to things like the potential restoration in Australia of regulatory relief for FFSPs or foreign financial service providers from holding a foreign AFS license. But let's not forget Israel, where certain regulations exempting particular entities from the requirement to obtain a license in respect to the provision of credit or financial asset services in Israel were due to expire on the 31st of December 2021. The Ministry of Finance published draft new exemption regulations for public comment, which will replace these now expired exemption regulations. However, the local regulator confirmed on the 30th of December 2021 that they will not carry out any enforcement action following the expiry of the exemption regulations against the bodies currently covered by them until the new exemption regulations enter into force or until another provision is issued. That sounds really helpful. And to complete the picture on the 1st of January changes, there was Switzerland and the FINSA conduct of business rules having to be complied with in full now that the transitional period has ended. One final question from me. Were there any changes to private placement regimes when marketing financial instruments? Yes, we saw a minor improvement to the regime in Malaysia with a wider definition of sophisticated investors, but more onerous requirements from relying on the 50 investor limit private placement exemption in Costa Rica including a mandatory waiver to be obtained from investors, although the standard form has yet to be issued by the regulator. So with that, we'll conclude this episode. Thanks to my guests, Naomi and a rather croaky JP. And we'll speak to you all again soon.